Everything on the podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing I say is meant to treat or diagnose, or it's not even advice for you to follow. So remember, when you're listening to the podcast, I am a doctor. I'm just not your doctor. Welcome to On Call with Dr. Dave. Now, we've had a lot of different guests on the show, and they all come with different credentials. So sometimes we see CNA, PA, MD, DO. So there are a lot of different medical specialties. So we thought we would just do a shorter episode and just talk about the different types of people we have on the podcast and what kind of training it takes, maybe a little bit of pluses and minuses of the different routes. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. And we want as many people as would like to find a place in medicine to find it. And there's a lot of different opportunities. Some take a short amount of time. Some take a long amount of time. But there's a lot of good places to start. Now, initially, if you are interested in medicine, you don't even need a certification or degree to just come find out what it's about. A lot of doctors offer shadowing opportunities. So we have high school students or college students often come to our clinic and they observe clinic and surgery. So just getting your feet wet is just reaching out to somebody you know or trying to connect with people. That's a great way to start. Sometimes even in high schools or community colleges, they'll have programs to go shadow. A lot of community colleges will have opportunities and most hospitals have a way. You can also just volunteer. Before I was in medical school and high school, I had some volunteer opportunities and I would just go play with the kids that were hospitalized. Just go to the inpatient pediatric ward and just played with kids. That was my job. I would play Nintendo and eat snacks with them, but I got to also see what was happening in the hospital. So there are a lot of opportunities. You can volunteer to hold NICU babies when their parents have to go home. So the kids that are in the neonatal ICU, you can volunteer to just move people around, transport people, greet people at the hospitals. This doesn't even have to be a career, but if you're interested, we always need help in hospitals and clinics. There's a lot of ways you can get involved. It's important to know if you like the hustle and bustle of the hospital. I think that's probably a good thing to know about yourself, even if you don't end up working in the hospital that can inform your career choices later on. So if you want to be a nurse, you'll know that the kind of nursing that you want to end up in, maybe you really like that ICU environment, or maybe you really like just being outpatient in a doctor's office. So it can give you information. Even if that information is, I'm not sure I like this particular environment. Yeah. And then as far as the different ways you can get involved in medicine, I think the quickest way you can be in a healthcare profession is to do a CNA, which is a certified nurse assistant. There are some rapid courses that take place over a single semester, like a 12 week course. I think there's probably some that are even shorter. You don't get a lot of autonomy. You assist the nurse. So a lot of it's just taking care of people, doing the sponge baths, cleaning things up, doing bedding, helping move people. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to see what happens. A lot of those jobs are in nursing homes. There's and then, always a job for a CNA. You can find that work everywhere. And, and the training's way. fairly short. So it's a quick way to jump in and start working and making money in medicine. And also there are opportunities to go into people's homes. And then there's a medical assistant. Now, medical assistant usually takes longer. Usually that's a six to eight month course. Mm -hmm. Uh, a little bit more training, but you get more autonomy when you're in practice. So I work with a lot of medical assistants. You do blood draws, you work up patients for the doctor, you get patients ready. Um, 
you can do a lot of different things. So we can't talk about everything. We said right. this is going to be a short you episode. Manage, so <laughs> medical records, you really do. You're kind of one-on-one -on -one with yeah. typically a doctor. Yeah. So working directly with doctors or nurses, but you're mm -hmm. doing a lot yourself. You're checking blood pressure. You're getting things ready. You can chart. You can assist on all those things. So that's a great way. Next thing is emergency medical technician. So there's different levels. There's ones where it's a shorter training, a same thing. It could be a semester or a year in college. You do your basic EMT. And those are a lot of the volunteer ambulance drivers and riders in smaller communities. If you want to be a paramedic, that's an EMTP. And so that's much higher. That takes a longer amount of time. But those are the ones that you're paid to be a paramedic. You are first on the scene. You are the person showing up right away, taking care of people. And most firefighters fit in that. Yeah, firefighters right. also right. get trained as paramedics. So mm -hmm. if you see most places, the firefighter and the paramedic, whoever gets there first is going to take care of it. So most firefighters in big communities are also paramedics, but you don't have to be a firefighter to be a paramedic. Let's see what else. So in the, let's go just with the different nursing as well. Yeah, so registered nurse, most registered nurses now, it's a four-year college degree. So RN. most most RNs now have a four-year bachelor's of nursing. There used to be some programs, and there still are a few that could be, you don't have to get your bachelor's as long as you finish your nursing degree, but it's a college degree and you spend time clinically and in the hospitals. And everybody I think knows what a nurse is. So I don't yes. have to, the different careers you can do from nursing are huge. So to do the next two careers, you have to be a registered nurse to begin with. So if you want to be an advanced nurse practitioner or do doctorate of nursing, you have to be a nurse first. So that's a mandatory requirement. So the nice thing too, if you're a nurse practitioner, if you don't want to, if you have different opportunities, you can work as a nurse, you can work as a nurse practitioner. So it gives you some flexibility. I don't know as many people that have gone back to do nursing when they're an advanced practice nurse, but mm -hmm. it's an option for you. It's nice to know if you want to get your RN that there are different steps. If you want to further your education at one point, there are additional trainings and education yeah. to take. And we had a nurse that worked with us and she was doing night classes and she got her, she became a nurse practitioner with evening courses, but usually that's about a two-year program and requires clinicals and additional training. There's also a certified a nurse anesthetist, so CRNA, and that is somebody who, that's a long training program. So I have to say, long yeah. training. so you have to become a nurse. So that's a four-year program. Now they actually require that you get a doctorate of nursing as of 2022 to become wow. a certified nurse anesthetist. You also get have to get a doctorate of nursing or doctorate of nursing anesthetist. And every program requires critical care experience. So you need at least one and up to three years of critical care ICU type work in a hospital. So you, you don't, can't just finish your RN and then your doctorate of nursing and they go straight into the nurse mm -hmm. anesthetist program. You have to do at least one to sometimes up to three years in a hospital working with real world experience before they accept you into that program. Yeah, it's definitely a high, a highly skilled, highly, highly skilled trained position, position but, to work uh, with anesthesiology and, and but, uh, those drugs and such. Yeah. So that's, that's one route, but you have all the steps up to it. So also if you decide that you want to shift or change focus, 
you do have nursing you can do you're also a registered nurse you could also work as a nurse practitioner so you do have a lot of opportunities depending on how your life and career goes yeah now a physician assistant is a college degree plus a two-year physician assistant training and they work similar they have different certifications different boards but in some ways similar to a nurse practitioner so working in the hospital working in doctor's offices in some states you can work independently as a nurse practitioner or as a pa some states require md or a do oversight so once again a lot of autonomy a lot of different opportunities in different careers i think one of the things that i'm most envious of with nurse practitioners and physician assistants is if they decide that what they're currently doing isn't is something they're passionate about anymore they can switch fields yeah and so if you work in the er and you decide you're done with that you can go to aesthetic medicine you can if you decide you don't want to do that anymore you could go to cardiology so you, yeah you could you have a lot of freedom in your career and i knew some people who helped cardiology do or worked with vein surgeons harvesting veins so even procedures can vary with physician's assistants so there's quite a bit that you can a lot of things you can go. do yeah and then from the uh, traditional medicine route with what we consider western medicine there's the medical doctor so the M traditional the md and then the osteopathic doctor which is going to be a do and those are equivalent as far as what you can do and the type of practices and everything else that you get to do completely equivalent slightly different training so the do programs also focus on medicine as well right? a little bit yeah a little bit different mm -hmm. try to take a holistic, holistic approach yep. so they cover different things that we do in an MD program. But since I don't do that, I can't speak exactly to mm -hmm. what they do that's different. But as far as certification, legal, MD and DO are equivalent. Residency cert it's a, the same. You have to do college. So that's four years. You have to do four years of medical school, whether DO or MD. And then residency, which the shortest residency is three years. And residencies can go up to seven, eight years as well, plus fellowships. And you can get into whatever specialty. So it's a great path because you, I feel like you have the most amount of autonomy just legally and the way the system's set up, but you are locked into pretty much the specialty that you choose. If you do a fellowship, you can come back to your residency training, mm -hmm. but it, you can't just switch from cardiology to neurology to a surgical specialty. You have to, if you ever want to switch, you have to go back and redo training and do a residency again. Yeah. So for you to switch to anything else, not only would you have to do another residency, you might even have to do an intern year again because there are different intern years. You have to match into the program and right. then you, they may not need somebody right away. And so they may need to start over at the beginning of intern year as well. Mm -hmm. So those are the traditional routes that we've had some other people on the program too. Okay. We did have a doula on, we have not had a midwife on, not yet. but those are training programs I'm not as familiar with. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what goes into that, but that's, those are options as well. Anything I'm missing? Like radiology and oh, radiology. Yes, so there's definitely. a lot mm -hmm. of different like x-ray techs and MRI techs that just, there are a lot of more targeted yeah. imaging yeah, so options for healthcare too. One of my friends from growing up, we both thought about going to medical school, but he wanted to see if he liked liked it and he wanted some mm -hmm. more training in the field before he did it. And he thought about doing radiology. And so he first became a uh, x-ray tech. 
and then he became a CT tech mm -hmm. and then an MRI tech. And then he stayed in the imaging world and helped, helps run an imaging center. And so he found that what he was doing on that side of medicine mm -hmm. really resonated with him and he didn't go to medical school. Yep and has had a very fulfilling career. There's also a lot in laboratory, even phlebotomy of yeah, phlebotomy, drawing, drawing, drawing blood. blood, lab technicians mm -hmm. actually doing everything. So it's not like you see on house okay. or on Grey's Anatomy, yeah. doctors and nurses and everybody in the hospital, we're not running our own labs. No. But the labs get sent to the lab technician. They run the labs. They're the one making sure everything looks good. They're the ones giving us the information. And th that information is vitally important. And also it yeah. has to be correct because we're making very important decisions on that. And so very skilled yep. people. And chemistry is your jam. Then look into pharmacy. I had a good friend in college. She went to pharmacy school and she just absolutely loves it. It's just right up her alley. And she works in the hospital. So it's not, there are a lot of different environments where you can be a pharmacist. Yep. And that's also a doctorate. So you yeah. go to, you go to college and then you get your doctorate as a pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So it's a doctorate of pharmacy. So in short, we've only hit just a fraction of the different ways you can get into medicine. If you are interested at all, I'm not going to even go into the administrative stuff and all the different roles that people have, like just making healthcare work because it is a business as well. But there are so many ways to get involved in medicine and to really truly help people. So if you're interested in having a career that matters, where you go home every day, knowing that you've helped people in a very real and direct way, taking care of people in a medical field, there's nothing like that. And there are so many opportunities. And some people say, I can't handle blood. It's, some people can't. But honestly, once you see something a few times, don't let that stop you. Because I've heard people say, I wanted to be a doctor, but I don't like blood. I don't like this. There's people in medical school, they do psychiatry. They don't deal with blood. Also, if you see things a few times, you're going to get used to it. Humans are very adaptable. So don't let anything stop you. If it's something that you're passionate about or you thought about, just give it a try. Shadow to start with. Get your feet wet. We need as many people in medicine as possible. I think that healthcare has been the victim of so many other things in the past and the most recent future where the most negative voices have been loudest about what it's like to provide for people. And we want to make sure that we give equal time to just how much this matters and how meaningful it can be. And also that it's not all or nothing. You don't have to be the doctor or nothing. You can choose to stair step, start with a CNA, see if you like it, go to the next step, see if you like that. And then you're going to get a much better picture of whether or not this is for you. And if it is, we need you. Like we need you in any one of these roles. We need you in healthcare. I hear more and more that the younger generation, they want something. They want to do something they know that matters, that they can be passionate about. And this matters. And you can bring your passion and you can bring your care and your love to this field and you can make a difference every single day. I was talking to a patient today, just in surgery, and we're talking about how my sole focus for the next hour was taking care of her. Nothing else in my life was taking my focus. My next, my next hour was solely to make her life better. And that surgery 
and all my thoughts and intentions were for that one person for that next hour. And that's really what it is. Each person gets your full attention and then you move on to the next. And at the end of the day, you've helped 20, 30, 40 people in a very meaningful way. And especially if you did it the right way and for the right reasons. Consider us your cheerleaders. Think about it. There are options for you. And if you're interested, reach out. I know we didn't hit everything, so don't listen to this and say, hey, I can't believe they forgot this. I can't believe Dr. Dave didn't mention this. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. like, there are so many different ways. And if you have a different way, post it in some comments, be a cheerleader for your own niche mm -hmm. of medicine and let people know about it. Thank you for listening. As always, please add subscribe and share. Rate, review, all the things. <laughs> the share. Share this with the person that that's thinking about it. Yeah. Your kids, your neighbors, your niece, your nephew, whomever. Share it. Hi, this is Dr. Dave. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please rate, review, and share this episode so that we can continue to get you more stories in the future.